Are you ready to invest in yourself today? Welcome to the Wealth Builders Podcast. Where investment leader Billy Epperhart teaches you how to build wealth through applied biblical wisdom. Scripture says in Deuteronomy 8.18, Remember the Lord, your God, for it is He who gives you the ability to produce wealth. At Wealth Builders, our goal is to teach you how to build wealth through applied biblical wisdom in your finances, your business, and your investments. Hello, welcome to this week's Wealth Builders podcast. I'm Karen Conrad, and I'm so glad that you joined us. We have a really fun topic today. It is called the key to growth for every entrepreneur. You know, entrepreneurs are an interesting group of people. We love the idea of putting together a business. We bring it to the level where we're kind of doing everything ourselves and we want to expand, but we hit a ceiling in that area that's really important to understand because our desire to grow our business takes some key things to bring it to pass. So we are going to be talking about today the importance of delegation and empowerment in our business so that as an entrepreneur, we can take this little, you might say, mom and pop business and bring it into something that is saleable or something that we can pass on to our family for generations. So let's go ahead and get started. And I'm going to begin with the definition of entrepreneur. It is this, a person who organizes and operates a business or businesses, taking on greater than normal financial risks in order to do so. Isn't that so true as entrepreneurs? We are risk takers, but we don't always thrive in that risk. And that's one of the areas when we think about, it's kind of like our baby, right? Whether it's a ministry or whether it's a business, We've been in there and we've touched every part of it. And it is risky to delegate or empower other people to take it forward. And I'm going to be sharing with you in this podcast why that is. And then in the next podcast, I'm going to be giving you seven keys to go ahead and implement to overcome. All right. So As Christian entrepreneurs, even though we know that there is a greater than normal risk that entrepreneurs take, I want to read you the difference between maybe a regular entrepreneur and us as Christian entrepreneurs. Listen to this statement. The Christian entrepreneur steps out by faith and operates a business upon a firm foundation of Jesus and takes on a risk while trusting God for the resources of heaven. Isn't that awesome? So as Christian entrepreneurs, we know we are not in this alone. Amen. (laughs) We are in this with our helper, God, who is with us every step of the way. And this is really important for us to understand. When God calls us into our businesses, It's something that he doesn't call us just to leave us, you know, without help. He calls us into a business and he is expecting us to trust him for the resources of heaven to help us along the way. One of the things that Dave, my husband and I share on is 
a four-step understanding of being an entrepreneur. And I'm going to briefly review this because it's an important context for us in this discussion. But you can go back to a past podcast that I did that covers this in detail. So basically what this is, is the four steps that an entrepreneur goes through. The first one where we have high motivation, and as an entrepreneur, you're going to remember this well, (laughs) is the dream. That's step one. And we have really high motivation at this point because we're so excited with the vision and the idea that we have with our business. What's fun about this and maybe can become very challenging is when we're in this first step, that motivation, that excitement actually gets us to sort of jump in but we have an unconscious incompetence, meaning we're so excited about the idea, especially when we resonate that this is something that God's called us to do. But in his grace and in his mercy, we don't know that we're actually incompetent to move it forward, which is good, or we would stop, right? We wouldn't do it. So once we get through this dream stage where we're talking about the what, the how, the when, and who with, We actually go into number two, which is the distress stage. And as entrepreneurs, you know this well, after you get over the excitement, it's sort of like the reality of what this is going to take to bring it to pass steps in. And in that there is a temptation to fear, which is really trying to stop us from moving forward in this dream that God has given us. So we know that fear is from the enemy. And uh, when we approach things in fear, it includes deception. It steals the word from us. It tries to destroy us. It tries to convince us that we are in lack, which is actually what leads to sin. So it's almost self-imposed failure and rejection. On the positive side, this is such an important step for us to go through and come out on the other side victorious, because this is the step that as we push through, brings us to that point of courage, passion, affirmation. We step into favor and divine appointments. We seek the Lord and find wisdom and peace. We look for models, mentors, coaching to help us. And it helps us to understand the challenges that we are going to face as we endeavor with this business. It shows us the constraints that we have and maybe the business has. It brings out the lack that we might be facing, which could include resources, skills, money, knowledge, people, systems. And it's that time where we really learn what friends and family are going to come around us during this time of pursuing this dream. This is what we like to say, the point that we have conscious incompetence, where you hit this stage and you realize, oh my goodness, I'm now aware of how incompetent I am, which is a very important step for us to take to get to the next one. The level three is develop. And this is talking about wisdom. We've attained knowledge, skill, funding, talk about culture. We understand the seven mountains and connect with gatekeepers, we network. This is the point at which we become consciously competent. And then the fourth level, which is why what I'm talking about is so important. When we reach the fourth level, that is the demonstrate phase. And that's the point at which you are actually unconsciously competent. 
but this is where you become the model and the mentor for others and you enjoy the results. So this is a stage at which you have either something to sell or you have a solid business that you can pass on to generations. All right, so let's go back to what we're talking about here. And basically, we've got two ideas that are kind of competing with each other. The first one is the desire to grow our ministry or business versus our desire to do it all ourselves. And so you might say, my goodness, Karen, that's not even a question. Of course, I desire to grow my business or ministry. Well, it's not quite as easy for entrepreneurs to let go of things. And I'm going to be sharing with you five areas that we try to hang on that prevents us from going to that stage of growing our business or ministry. So delegation and empowerment are a key to growth. I'm going to read a quote to you from Andrew Carnegie that I think will give you some encouragement here. No person will make a great business who wants to do it all himself or get all the credit. Andrew Carnegie literally went from rags to riches. He became the richest man in the world by 1902 by helping build the formidable American steel industry. And we know that there are courses out there still today called the Andrew Carnegie course, which helps people in personal development. Here is a second quote. This is from George S. Patton, and he's the United States Army General, best known for his leadership of the 3rd United States Army in France and Germany following the Allied invasion of Normandy. He says this, don't tell people how to do things. Tell them what to do and let them surprise you with their results. The way that I look at this is he's saying Tell people what you want to achieve and let them figure out the step by step. So then you can be surprised with the results. This is the very uh, key importance of delegation and empowerment. So what are five reasons that we hold back on actually going to that level of growing our business that is something saleable or something that we can pass on to generations. Number one, and I've seen this uh, in myself and working with other entrepreneurs, it comes down to money. Investing in additional people reduces your cash flow and your net profits initially. So when we go into this where we want to grow to the next level, it usually costs us something at the front end because there's a gearing up time, right? If we bring other people in the mix, we have to work with them. We have to give them time to gear up. And it goes from us doing things all ourselves to paying somebody to help us. And that always reduces our initial cash flow or it reduces our net earnings, but it should be for just a very short period of time with the hope of having an increased ROI on the back end of that. So I can't go into all the details on that, but that's part of where the planning that we talk about at Wealth Builders, you know, and in the business coaching, that's why it's important to have a plan. You lay all this out. So then as you bring people in, you're able to deploy them into areas that are contributing to a revenue stream. So number one, the reason we hold back is money. 
Number two, time. Do you know, it is a time investment in training someone to add to the team. I have run into this so much where uh, people will hit that point that they decide they need help. They know that they've hit their cap. They can't do any more themselves. So they bring in help, or maybe they even have a family member that they've asked to, asked to come in and help, but we don't take the time to train them. It's almost like, you know, we're so busy in the business, even though we have the desire to scale, we won't set aside the time to actually train somebody to put them in a position to successfully help us in the desire to scale our business. Number three, fear of the unknown. You know, what will happen if someone else does this? And I think that, you know, we become the voice of our business or our ministry. We like to have control, quality control over what's happening in our business. And maybe if it's something where, uh, you know, you service people and you're sending now someone else out into the field to service someone, there is a risk. We don't know if that person will do as good of a job as we do. But let me encourage you. What I found is if you invest the time in training them and you develop a process of quality control, you'd be surprised. Most of the time, at least I've seen the people that come around me to help me in a specific area, they do so much better in that than I could ever do. And I think that is definitely the case, but requires us to invest the time in them and empower them to succeed in their position. Number four, there is a reputational risk. We have invested so much in our ministry or our business, and there is a concern like, oh my goodness, if somebody is out there speaking for me, or if somebody is out there representing me and they do something wrong, I am risking my good reputation, right? By entrusting someone else. And all these things can be overcome, but I'm just pointing out the areas that we tend to have fear, whether we know about it or conscious of it or not. And number five is the risk reward. The question is, if we invest in this, if we go ahead and bring people in, we train them, we release them to help us, will it be worth it? And that is where the planning, the BMGC, the business plan that we talk about is going to help you to determine or actually go into it with the best possibility of having a positive reward for the risk that you are taking on as an entrepreneur. So I wanna finish up with this. If you're hearing this and you're saying, yes, Karen, I, I understand the risks and as an entrepreneur, I'm ready to step into this and I want to make a change so that I have something to pass on to my family or something that's saleable at the end of you know all this work that we're putting into our businesses. So if you are at that point, I wanna encourage you to make a commitment to make a change in this area. And to do that, number one, you wanna count the cost. And if you decide to go forward, be strong. Number two, if what you have been doing is not achieving the results that God has shown you, just realize it's time to do something different. And this may be the area that you need to be able to step up 
into that bigger vision that God's called you to. Number three, if you already have a team, there are changes that are going to take place with that team when we have not, as the owner or the entrepreneur, really tackled these areas that I just described. So if you have a team, you're going to want to communicate that they need to get on board and make the changes with you. But I want you to understand that some will not, they won't get on board. So you want to settle in your heart as a leader that you know what, even if I leave, uh, lose key people, that you are willing to stay the course. I've worked for a lot of different organizations and I've consulted with organizations that have had the desire to change. And we've put things in place that will enable them to scale up like what we've been talking about. But it's really strange. It's like the moment that they get resistance, maybe someone that's worked for them a long time, they don't want to change. You know, people get in the groove of what they're used to. They maybe haven't had to be accountable. And I've seen leaders really give up their vision, their destiny with their business, just because they've had someone that's on their team complain about it. And it's kind of put the kibosh on the whole plan. And I'm not saying that people aren't important. They are very, very important. But you also want to make sure that the people that are around you are in this for your best interest as well as their best interest. So if you communicate the vision, you prepare them, you let them know that you are committed to this change, and then you follow through with it, meaning if someone comes and challenges you on it, you stay strong, you will see success. Dean Radke calls people that are going to help you with this change, change agents. That happens to be something that going into organizations, I would be that person a lot. And I'm just telling you from a change agent's perspective on your team, they need your support because they're going to be the one out there taking hits to help you get where you want to go. So this is really an exciting time if you're an entrepreneur and you are ready to go to that next level. So the next podcast that I'll be doing is the seven keys that will actually ignite your results to help you to take what you heard today, put into action steps so you will be on your way to scaling your business. So we want to thank you so much for tuning in to these podcasts each and every week. We were just at a wonderful event and Billy and Becky just appreciate you so much. And they, their heart is to help all of us to go to that next level. So if you've not checked out our website, go to wealthbuilders.org. Also, if you want access to more in-depth teaching and training on these subjects that we talk about, go to Wealth Builders University. It's wbuniversity.online. It's a learning platform that Billy and Becky just really wanted to make sure we had available for you. And there is all sorts of courses that help you go to the next level. So thank you so much for joining us today. We'll see you next week on the Wealth Builders Podcast. We hope you learned something of lasting value today from this Wealth Builders Podcast. If you'd like any tools, teachings, or resources mentioned in the podcast, you'll find them online at wealthbuilders.org. Wealth Builders exist to teach you how to build wealth through applied biblical wisdom in your finances, your business, and your investments. Wealth Builders is a nonprofit organization. 
We depend on your donations to keep this podcast running. Please consider donating to us on wealthbuilders.org.